And we are back. I am back, more specifically. Welcome back to the depressed. Actually, I'm not even depressed. I am very happy right now. But welcome back to the depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse Mapati. Yes, I did not have a podcast last week because I caught the COVID. Yes, I got COVID. And I couldn't do the podcast last week because I was sick. I want to thank everyone that reached out with their well wishes. I am doing much better. And I really do miss doing the podcast last week because it was such a big week when it comes to Cincinnati Bengals winning another playoff game. But I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about the Bengals finally winning a playoff game. It's been about two weeks since I've done a podcast. And I did not recap the Bengals win over the Las Vegas Raiders in the AFC wildcard game two weeks ago, which, by the way, I was at that game. And let's just say, guys, that was just amazing. The best football game I ever been to. Yes, I cried. I cried. The atmosphere at Paul Brown Stadium was incredible. Unbelievable night. When the final seconds ticked down, when Jermaine Pat intercepted Derek Carr, I cried. I couldn't believe it. Paul Brown Stadium went nuts nuts. I, I just couldn't believe it. Yes, I'm recapping the wildcard game because I didn't do the podcast last week. So that's why I'm doing that right now. Anyways, Bengals won the wildcard game against the Las Vegas Raiders 26-19. Joe Burrow's first playoff start went smooth. He was 24 for 34 for 244 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He only sacked twice. Jamar Chase in this playoff debut, nine catches, 116 yards receiving. C.J. Uzama had six receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. Trey Henderson had a sack fumble recovered by Larry Ojanobi. Jermaine Pat, like I said, had the clinching interception. And Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker out of Florida. The kicker, the Bengals drafted in the fifth round. In this game, he was 4-for-4 four four with a long field goal of 43 yards. Wow, the Bengals' first playoff win in 31 years. I just... The emotions I had after the game, like, I I just couldn't believe it. Like, wow, they're actually advancing to the AFC Divisional Playoff game. Unbelievable. Just an unreal night at Paul Brown Stadium. And, wow, like, the emotions, like I said, it was just just crazy. It was just crazy. So, Bengals finally move on to the AFC Divisional Playoff game. They... Play the number one seed in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Derrick Henry, the king, is back. After missing eight weeks with a foot injury. And the Bengals made history. Their first road playoff win in franchise history. Bengals, 19. Titans, 16. Y'all, watching this game, it was a rock fight. It felt like a college basketball game where the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team is playing against a team that both defenses are just on point it just felt like a rock fight in this game wow the Bengals won their first playoff road game in franchise history wow like I I just I just can't believe it like that's why I had to pause because it's just it's incredible wow the first play of the game the Titans get the ball to begin the game. Their first play. Who is Ryan Tannehill fooling? 
play action. You think all week everybody's saying, well, Derrick Henry's going to get his. He's going to run for over like 100 yards. And he's going to get like 25 plus carries. I had a feeling, I was telling one of my friends this, that the Titans are going to be like, you know what? We're going to try to play a little cute with you guys. We're going to try to play a little trick on you guys. We're going to throw the ball more. And the first play of the game, Ryan Taylor drops back. Actually, play action it. It did not fool Jesse Bates, the Bengals' safety. Intercepted it. I, I went. I was like, I just I just sat back in my seat. I, I, just, I just turned on the TV, and then I'll, here we go. Interception to begin the game. I'm like, holy shit. Really, Tannehill? Really? You're going to fool us with your play action pass? Really? I laughed. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, unbelievable. So the Bengals get a field goal out of that drive because Joe Burrow, he was under duress, to say the least, all game. He was sacked nine times. Yes, nine times. And going into this game, I knew the Titans had a stout defensive line. And it was going to be such a challenge for the Bengals offensive line in this game. And the Titans and Mike Vrabel, the head coach, they had a great game plan. They had a tremendous game plan on what they were going to do when it comes to disguising their defensive schemes, when it comes to blitz and pressures and all that stuff. They, I give it to them. They have the best defensive game plan. And they got to Burrow a lot. Now, he was sacked nine times, but there was a couple of times where Joe Burrow, and I've been saying this, and I be, that's the only, the only criticism I have of Joseph Lee Burr is that he does hold on to the ball a lot of times. And I just want him to not always do that. I understand that he wants to try to make a play out of it. I know he doesn't want to make the turnover. I'm all for that. You see this last six games after the bye week, he's only doing one interception. And because he's taking care of the football, he's not making the same mistakes he made in the beginning of the season where he was throwing those interceptions. Joe Burrow is smart. He's a smart quarterback. He's a great quarterback. I just want him to not take so many sacks because it's going to take so much beating. And also, when you take so many sacks, you, you lose a lot of yards. And then you set your team back when it comes to, say, in this game, he got sacked. I remember one play in the fourth quarter that completely knocked them out of field goal range. So, just one bird to just throw the ball away. You're allowed to throw the ball away for a reason and not lose those yards. But the Bengals off the line was absolutely hot garbage. And I hope. The Brown family, the Blackburns, Duke Tobin. I hope, but well, I know they were watching this game last Saturday. I hope they realized that, yo, not only in the NFL draft, but in free agency, this team needs to get some line help. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't help that Riley Reef, the offseason signing the Bengals got from the Minnesota Vikings, is out for the year. He hurt himself about six weeks ago. And he was a big addition to the offensive line. Now, I'm not saying he pretty much changed the old line, but he was helping out Burrow when it comes to his blind side. And when he got out with an injury, that changed a lot because you had some other players moving into different positions they had never played before in their careers. So, yeah, I hope, I hope Duke, I hope Katie, maybe Mike Brown, 
I hope they were watching this game and realize this guy, the quarterback, Joey Franchise, Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty, he needs to get some help. Because I don't want him on his back all the freaking time. I don't like that. It, when I was watching the game on Saturday, it just felt like every time Burrow drops back the pass, he was going to get sacked. Or he was he was getting pressured on his face. Nope. No, 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 no. I, did, I just didn't like that. I, do, I don't like that at all. So, Bengals will get some help on the line. Because free agency... I know there's players out there, and they see this young team, this young and up-and-coming up team. They see this Bengals team. They know who Joe Burrow is. They, if there's an offensive lineman out there in free agency this year, they're looking at the Bengals and say, you know what? I could be that missing piece or two on that offensive line. I want to protect Joe Burrow because that's a superstar in the making. So... You're going to get a lot of offers. And the Bengals' cap space is number, I believe, number five in the NFL. They got lots of money to spend this offseason. So, this game against the Titans last weekend, I think the Bengals, office, I think the Bengals front office is smarter now, I hope. Not the Cincinnati Reds, but I know the Bengals' front office, is, they saw that game and they're saying nine times it's not happening again. God, let's hope it doesn't happen on Sunday. So, but Joe Burrow, the thing I love about Joe Burrow, it didn't, it didn't affect him. He's so cool and calm and protect and collective. Like, he got sacked nine times. It didn't bother him. Yeah, he hates getting sacked. Yes, he hates being on the ground a lot. But it didn't phase him. He didn't yell his off the line. He just got back up and just continued to make throws. And on this game, Joe Burrow was 28 for 37. For 348 yards passing. He had no touchdowns. He had one pick, but that wasn't his fault. Like, are you kidding me? You get those type of numbers when you don't get sacked nine times. Joe Burr threw for over 300 yards and he got sacked nine times. That, that just tells you how great this guy is. And this is his first full season. Full healthy season, so... Never doubt nine. Never doubt Joe Burrow. And that's why I go into every game. Yeah, maybe I'll pick against the Bengals, but I, part of me in my head is like, you know what? They can still win this game because of the quarterback. So, protect nine. Protect nine. He should not be sacked nine times. That should never happen ever again. Hell, in a regular season or especially in the playoffs, that better not happen again. Jamar Chase, second playoff game, another 100-yard receiving game. This guy's a superstar. Five catches for 109 yards, including a 57-yard reception where Joe Burrow threw a quick pass. Chase made a defender miss, and then he just took off. I'm surprised. I don't know how he didn't score on that play. I'm over here standing. I'm over here like, go, go, score. Tyler Boyd was in the way. No, Tyler Boyd was trying to block, but I wish Chase would have just cut to the right and then maybe cut a little bit to the left, and he would have been gone. That guy is a superstar. Superstar, superstar. But the Bengals, but the Bengals fans, not Bengals fans, 
But the, you know, the quote-unquote medium pundit, well, if you would have drafted Penny Sewell, you know, the, the, the nine sacks would have not happened. Okay, if we would have drafted Penny and Sewell, the Bengals, not being, the Bengals won't be in this position right now. They will not be playing for a shot at the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? The Bengals are probably, well, no, they would have been sitting home on the couch watching the playoffs, okay? If they drafted the offensive lineman. Just saying. They would at least have like at least five wins this year. Are you kidding me? Jamar Chase made a difference this year when it comes to the explosiveness of this offense. It was already explosive with Joe Burr, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. But you add in Jamar Chase, Chase is a superstar. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. And this is his rookie year. This guy's 21 years old. He's only going to get better. Are you kidding me? Man. So some of you, some of you all, the, the this is why I don't really watch. I, I I really watch sports when it comes to like the TV shows. So I don't even watch ESPN. I don't even watch Fox. Like I just don't. The media, the experts, quote unquote, they're just. I don't. They're just. They're very. They're very stupid at their job. They don't know what to do. They don't know what they're doing. Period. Hell, I don't even know what I'm, sometimes. What I'm talking about, I'm always wrong too. I admit, I'm always wrong as well too. At least I'm I'm honest about it. Fuck it. So that's why I don't even watch sports TV shows at all. And when I do, I just I do my best to only watch two minutes of it, and then I just go about my day because it's it's a waste of time. I wish I can get those two minutes back in my life. But anyways, back to the Bengals Titans game. Chase second second playoff game over 100 yards. T Higgins had a great game. Seven catches for 96 yards. CJ Uzama had a great game. Six catches for 51 yards. And shout out to the Bengals defense. All week, the Bengals defense was hearing about, yes, Derrick Henry coming back. The king is back. He's going to pick off where he left off. He's going to run the football at will. He's going to be the same Derrick Henry, the, the MVP candidate before he got hurt. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to run over 100 yards. Bengals defensive tackle DJ Reader said after the game, he heard all of that noise by the media all week. And the Bengals were disrespected. They, they felt disrespected as well they should. I was getting annoyed hearing that shit. And DJ Reader, the Bengals defensive tackle, he was the best defensive player on the field that day. For the Bengals. He was just stopping the run. Like, it was just an incredible game by Reader. Like, every time he, he Derrick Henry runs the ball, and then you get you see a tackle. There's number 98, DJ Reader. Like, he was just incredible. Shout out to him. Shout out to the whole Bengals defensive front. They did their job and yeah, they took that personal. I don't think people realize that that shit motivates players. When you hear all week talking about the uh, the opposing side saying that, oh, their best player is coming back, it's over. It's over. The Bengals' run defense has no shot. I'm telling you, you, when you keep saying that stuff, those players get that extra juice. They get extra motivated. And they want to punch you in the mouth. So that's what DJ Reader and that whole Bengals defensive front did. So shout out to them. And they're going to be even more hungry this weekend against the Chiefs. And we'll talk about that game 
soon. But back to this game. Bengals-Titans. Bengals were up 9-6 to six at halftime. Second half, the offense drove right down the field. Finally, they had a consistent offensive drive. And it ended with Joe Mixon touchdown run to make it 16-6. to six. I'm thinking to myself, Bengals up 10 on the road. You're playing against Ryan Tannehill. This game could have got out of hand. It had the potential of getting out of hand. Just some unfortunate things happened on the Bengals' offensive side that kept the Titans in this game. Because the Bengals were... The way they marched right down the field to begin the second half, it could have got out of hand. It could have been like a 40-20 type of final score if those mistakes didn't happen on the Bengals' side. If Joe Burrow didn't get sacked nine times and then the interception that changed the complexion of the game and helped the Titans get back in the game and eventually tie the game. So, but yeah, back to the defense. Derrick Henry, first game back. Yes, he has a foot. He has a metal plate in his foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all week, everybody was saying that he was going to run over 100 yards against his Bengals run defense. By the way, the Bengals have a top 10 run defense, just, just letting you all know. But Derrick Henry in this game had 20 rushes. For 62 yards and a touchdown run. I'm surprised the Titans didn't run Deontay Foreman. Because he had four rushes. Only four rushes for 66 yards. Including a 45-yard run that set up the Titans in the red zone. But they didn't capitalize. But Foreman had so much burst in this game that... If I was Tennessee, I would have used him more than Derrick Henry. But people say, that's crazy. You're, you have Derrick Henry. But yes, he's coming back from an injury. And he's still not relatively in game shape. He might be in shape, but he's not in football shape. There's a difference. Foreman was scaring me because every time he touched the ball, he was just bruising. He had like 15-plus yard runs. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. If the Titans continue to run him, it's, that's going to smell trouble for the Bengals' run defense. But... The Titans are really, their they're coaching and their game planning is, it wasn't, the, wasn't the smartest in this game. So when Henry scored on that touchdown run, the Bengals got a penalty and the Titans decided to go for two. And that was a bad decision because the Bengals stopped them from getting two points and the game remained 6-6. Six to six. Now, when Foreman had that big run, 45 yards, except the Titans in the red zone. And what did they do after they had a big run? They, they attempt to throw the football. And Ryan Tannehill, he saw Mike Hilton coming from the right corner. Hilton was coming on the blitz. Tannehill drops back the throw on shotgun. Mike Hilton tips it in the air and catches it for the interception. I was like, holy shit. Holy crap, run, run, run. I know everybody's giving Mike Hilton shit because Ryan Tannehill chased him down, but just letting you know, Ryan Tannehill was a wide receiver when he played at Texas A&M. And you have to realize that Mike Hilton did stop Foreman. Remember when Foreman had that 45-yard run? He did stop Foreman from scoring a touchdown. So he had to run all the way to tackle that guy. So he was winded. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That was a big play. That was a huge play. 
because it looked like the Titans were going to score a touchdown on that possession. And that would have changed the whole game. It, it would have went probably 16 to 13 Bengals. Now it's a turnover, and the Bengals get the ball back. But the Bengals didn't capitalize it. And then Joe Burrow, this was about second down, play-action pass. Throws the throws to Samaj Pirine. He drops the pass. Amani Hooker allegedly intercepted the ball. I think the ball was on the ground. The ground caused interception. They reviewed it. The play stand. That was a big play. And then the Titans, after that play, Tannehill found A.J. Brown. He made a nice one-handed catch for the touchdown. And all of a sudden, the game is tied at 16 apiece. Now we have a game. Heading into the fourth quarter. Tie game. My mind, my head space was like, okay, we're going to lose. <laughs> That's just me, guys. That's just the inner Cincinnati sports fan in me. I'm just thinking to myself, oh, gosh, here we go. But I expected a tight game in this game. But then again, I did pick the Titans to win this game. So you guys can give me shit about it. So 16-16, heading into the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow has been sacked like 3,000 times. And both both defenses played so well in the fourth quarter. And then, with about six minutes left, the Titans are driving the football. And I'm just thinking, okay, they might score either a touchdown or a field goal here. On third and one, okay? Titans are in field goal range. By the way, the Titans kicker is Randy Bullock, a.k.a. Fat Randy. Bengals' former kicker who kicked for the team Last year in the past, I believe, three seasons, I believe. So, on third and one, okay, you had Derrick Henry in the backfield. You have Deontay Foreman. You decided to do a read option play with Ryan Tannehill. Bengals stopped that. So, I, I, my mindset was like, what the hell are you guys doing? You have Henry. He's 200 plus pounds with muscle. And he can run fast. He can get... The first down. You just, you just need one yard. You can give it to Henry or Foreman. They'll get you the first down. And I'm not even disrespecting the Bengals' defensive line at all. But if I'm a Titans coach, you run the football there. Because you get the first down, you continue to waste clock. Okay? So I'm thinking, okay, thank you. So fourth down, fourth and one. I'm thinking Vrabel's going to go for it. And sure enough, he goes for it. And he hand, then the Titans hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Stuffed. Stuffed by that Bengals defensive line led by Logan Wilson. I'm thinking, oh, that was huge. Huge, 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 huge. Big time. Big time. Now the Bengals did not capitalize on that, but that was a huge stop. The Titans did not trust that Randy Book can hit a field goal from 50-plus yards from there. So, that was big. And then... Dribber, about three minutes left of the game. Third down, he gets sacked for a huge yardage that knocked the Bengals out of field goal range. They punt the ball. The Titans get the ball back. And I'm thinking to myself, they might drive the football down here, get close to field goal range for Bullock, kick the field goal, and head to the AFC championship game. Nope. The, the Titans decided to put the ball in their hands and their quarterback with Ryan Tannehill. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys are wild. So on third and five, 
We're about two. Uh, we're under one. We're under one minute left of the game, and this is about thirty seconds. Third and five from about the forty forty five yard line. Brian Tannehill dressed back the pass. Eli Apple made a great play, deflected the pass up in the air. Johnny on the spot. Logan Wilson intercepts the ball. I was yelling. I was like, okay, here we go. Bengals football. Midfield. You got 20-something seconds left. You have one timeout. You just need at least 15 yards or more to get an Evan McPherson range. I'm thinking to myself, off of the line, you have done absolute shit all game. One play, protect Joe Burrow. And they did on one of the, the biggest play of the season. Joe Burrow drops back the pass. Jamar Chase runs a great route. Burrow finds him, drops a dime. First down, 19 yards, field goal range. Boom, boom, boom. Sets up McPherson from 52 at the gun. Ball game, Bengals win. Shout out to Evan McPherson. He went four for four. He had a long field goal of 54 yards. Before the field goal, right, Evan McPherson was kicking, you know, practicing his kicks. He goes up to Bengals backup quarterback, Brandon Allen, and said, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. Man, what balls. What balls. Pause. But I'm just saying, like, what big balls right there by Evan McPherson. This guy... There's a reason why the Bengals drafted a kicker in the fifth round. This guy has a Justin Tucker leg. I'm not saying he's better than Justin Tucker because Justin Tucker is the best field goal kicker in the NFL, one of all-time greats. But Evan McPherson as a rookie, he's a top-five kicker, and he's such a weapon. And I'm so happy the Bengals drafted a kicker. I really am. But Damn. We can't kick field goals against the Chiefs on Sunday. And we'll preview this the Chiefs game here shortly. But Evan McPherson is 8 for 8 in field goals in the postseason this year. That's incredible. And he's a rookie. He doesn't look like a rookie. He's, he looks like a solid veteran that has just so much confidence. So much confidence. So, Bengals are off to the AFC title game for the first time since 1988. The last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, the Bengals beat the Buffalo Bills 21-10 in the AFC title game back in 1988. Final stats from the Bengals-Titans game before we move on. Ryan Tannehill was 15 for 24 for 220 yards, one touchdown, three picks. That was the game right there. Bengals, I before, before the game, that whole week, I'm thinking to myself, the Bengals can just get at least one or two Ryan Tannehill picks, they win the game. The Titans' defensive line dominated. They ran the ball pretty well. Their quarterback is the reason why they'll be watching the conference title games at home in their couches. It's because of their quarterback. A.J. Brown, the receiver for the Titans, he had five catches for 142 yards, including that touchdown catch. But the Bengals... The reason why they won this game is because Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. Bengals won the turnover rain, turnover battle plus two. When the Bengals win the turnover battle, they win the games. It's been the story all year with this team. When the Bengals win the turnover battle, they win their games nine times out of ten. 
in the time of possession, the Bengals won that 33 minutes to 26 minutes. So, Bengals beat the number one seed in AFC. They're off to the AFC championship game against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Bengals at Chiefs, 3 p.m. Sunday on CBS. Winner heads to the Super Bowl in L.A. on February 13th. Holy shit. Let me just let me just be quiet for a second. I can't believe I, you, you, I never thought in my whole life that I will be saying that the Cincinnati Bengals are one win away from the Super Bowl. All I wanted in my life was a fucking playoff win. Now I could potentially in my lifetime see my Cincinnati Bengals, sorry, our Cincinnati Bengals in a Super Bowl. It's a lot to process right now. Like my love life. Like I just can't believe that the Bengals are one win away from the Super Bowl. One win away. And they have to dethrone the kings of the AFC North. AFC North. The kings of the AFC that's the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the Chiefs' fourth straight conference championship appearance. Fourth. That's crazy. And the Bengals are the new kids on the block. And they have to dethrone the Kings in order to get to where they want to get to. It's hoisting that Lombardi trophy two weeks from now in L.A. By the way, the Bengals, you know, by the way, the Bengals did play the Chiefs, you know, and it was, uh, let's see, what today's day? Today's the 28th. The Bengals and Chiefs last played 26 days ago at Paul Brown Stadium. Bengals won that game 34-31. to Don't tell that to Chiefs, man. Chiefs fans, because all week I've been saying they I've been hearing Chiefs fans say, Well, if that was the regular season, this is a different this is the playoffs, blah blah blah. Chiefs fans, listen. Chiefs Kingdom. Listen, okay? You guys have a great team. Patrick Mahomes is a superstar. Tyreek Hill is fast as hell. Great receiver. Travis Kelsey. He went to UC. My Bearcats, shout out to the Bearcats, shout out to Travis Kelsey. I won't like him on Sunday because he's playing for the Chiefs, but he's a dog. He's one, he's the best tight end in the league, him and Kittle. George Kittle, the San Francisco 49ers, who are still in it as well. <coughs> Listen, that game 26 days ago matters. And I know it, it's you guys just think because we're playing the playoffs. Yes, the playoffs are a different animal. Yes, the Bengals haven't been here before. Yes, you guys have. You guys have won a Super Bowl. You guys have hosted the AFC title game four straight years in a row. I know. I know. But the game, that game literally took place three weeks ago, and that does matter. Now, do I think Jamar Chase is going to have 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns? No. Do I think Joe Burrow is going to throw for over 400 yards? Maybe not. But just don't say that the Bengals don't have a chance or that that game doesn't matter. Obviously, 
You guys are going to make adjustments on defense for sure. And I obviously, I, I know I don't think that you guys are going to score three points in the second half and only have 50 yards of total offense. I don't think that. I don't. But you got to realize that the Bengals did beat you guys. And don't say that we didn't really have anything to play for that game. Really? You guys had to play this game, that game two, a little lot, that game three weeks ago. You guys were playing for a shot at the number one seed. I heard one fan say, well, uh, well, I, I just don't want them to have a bye week. It would have ruined their momentum. <laughs> so you want them to keep playing, like in the wild card, divisional playoff, championship game. So you, you, What? You want the road to the AFC to go through Arrowhead Stadium, right? So obviously, the game in January 2nd against the Bengals, you guys were playing for a lot. And by the way, you guys got up 14-0 on us. And then 28-10, 28-14, sorry. And then you guys scored only three points in the second half. So don't tell me that that game didn't matter to you guys. It did. You just got to give the Bengals credit. They played great defense in the second half. Joe Burrow was 30 for 39. 446 yards. Passing. Four touchdowns. Jamar Chase. 11 catches. 266 yards. Three touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Come on, Chiefs fans. And I know that game wasn't a regular season. The playoffs are different. I get it. I get it. And now this game is at Arrowhead Stadium. The loudest venue in the NFL. But now a lot of people keep saying that. The Seahawks, the 12th man, yes, that's a loud stadium. But I've heard Arrowhead Stadium through the, through the TV. It's loud. I think you guys have the loudest decibels number, numbers. I think it was 142.2, something like that. I know it's going to get loud. I know you guys get loud. But don't discredit the Bengals' win three weeks ago. Don't. Don't. So, and you guys, whew, that game against the Bills last weekend in the AFC Divisional Playoff game, that was the best games I've ever seen. You guys won 42-36 to in overtime. Josh Allen played incredible. I feel so bad for the Bills fans. They lost to the Chiefs in the AFC title game last year. And, and all year, 365 days, they had to just relent on that loss, and they come back. For this moment against the Chiefs last weekend, and they lose the way they did, man. Patrick Mahomes was great in this game. 33 for 44, 370, 378 yards passing, three touchdowns. And Mahomes is very good running at the football as well. He has seven rushes for 66, 69 yards and a touchdown run. Tyree Kill, sheesh, 11 catches, 150, a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, Eight catches, 96 yards, and clean the, clean the touchdown catch to win the game. Wow. All-time great game. All-time great playoff game. What a game. So congrats to the Chiefs on winning that game. Congrats to the Bills on a great season. I feel really bad. And I like you saying, well, who would you have to play, the Bills or the Chiefs? I don't care. I mean, yes, maybe the Chiefs, but damn it, I don't want to play at Arrowhead Stadium. I don't want to play against that offense. You're not going to shut that offense out again in the second half like you did 
26 days ago. Yeah, I don't want to go to Buffalo where it's hella cold and they have the best defense, you know, statistically in the NFL, but they'll still allow 42 points to the Chiefs and they allow Patrick Mahomes and company 13 seconds to go two plays to kick the tying field goal to force overtime. Whew. Like, man, I feel real bad for Bills Mafia. I really like that. I really like that fan base. They're hella psychopaths, but I feel really bad. And I think the Bills will be back. I think Josh Allen's going to be even more better next year. I definitely can see the Chiefs and Bills playing again in the playoffs. So, I'm sorry, Buffalo. But I think the Bengals, yeah, the Bengals do play the Bills next year in Cincinnati. So, I'm looking forward to that game. That should be really good. So, back to this game. Bengals-Chiefs. The Chiefs coming in the game as seven points. Seven point favorites. I don't really. That doesn't really bother me at all. I mean, Chiefs, you are home. You have home field. You have the loudest crowd venue in the NFL. You have the best offense in the league. You have the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, you should be. You should be seven point favorites. This is your fourth straight AFC title game appearance, and a lot of Chiefs fans saying this is the Arrowhead Invitational. Yeah. You guys should be the favorites. Yeah. I think seven points is right. Definitely. So, my keys to the game, if the Bengals want to head to the Super Bowl, that just that just sounds so crazy to say and believe. But anyways, you got to have a fast start on offense. You have to. No field goals in this game. You can get away with field goals against the Las Vegas Raiders and the Tennessee Titans because the Raiders have Derek Carr as their quarterback and the Titans have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. If you sell for field goals over touchdowns against Mahomes and company, it's going to be a long day for you. You're not winning the game. You're not winning the game. Protect Joe Burrow. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Joe Burrow should not be sacked more than... Four times in this game on Sunday. In the first meeting, he was sacked four times. Protect that man. If Joe Burrow, if the offensive line protects Joe Burrow a little bit in this game, Joe Burrow is going to do his thing. Okay, the moment is not too big for that guy. Joe Mixon. Now, the Bengals did run the ball better in the second half against the Titans, especially in that opening second half drive. That led to Mixon touchdown. Joe Mixon, if he can, I think he needs to be. He needs to run the ball at least, I think over twenty times. If Mixon can run the ball over twenty times, and if he can eclipse a hundred yards or more, the Bengals have a shot. The Bengals have a shot because if you keep running Joe, you keep that Chiefs offense off the field. So Mixon. I'm waiting for him to have that game. It's been a while, and he's had such a tremendous career year this season. But this is a game where he needs to. This is this is it. Come on, Joe. It's up to the offensive line to protect him, obviously. But obviously, Joe Burrow is the reason why the Bengals are in this position. But also, Joe Mixon, him running the football, he is capable of having a big day. He is capable of having a big day. So... I think he's very key in this game. 
if he can, if he can get loose, if he can get going this game, because the Bengals the, the Bengals do have a better running game than the Buffalo Bills. If the Bengals can get a running game going. That's gonna be that's gonna pay big dividends, and I think they have a shot to win if Mixon gets going. Now, Jamar Chase won't get two hundred sixty six yards, but I I believe Chase will get his. I know he's gonna be double teamed like a motherfucker. I know the Chiefs are gonna do a. So many adjustments in this game. So many. So it's up to T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, C.J. Uzama, and also Joe Mixon in the backfield catching passes. Even Samaje Piran, even though he, 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 he dropped a pass last weekend that led to interception. Allegedly, that pick. But anyways, Jamar Chase won't have that career day he had against the Chiefs. So, T. Higgins, Higgins had some drops passes in the postseason this year. And some of those passes are kind of like, T, you got to catch that ball. Because Joe Burrow is putting the ball around the money. So, and I think we've all been saying the last couple of weeks, this is T. Higgins' game. And remember the game he had against the Ravens a month ago? I'm, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for that type of game. I'm not saying he's going to have 192 yards receiving, but I want that T. Higgins show that he can provide. And Tyler Boyd's going to be key. Uzama's going to be key. So the Bengals, it's going to be a, it's going to be a whole team collective effort on offensive side. The Bengals want to beat the Chiefs. The defense has to get a pass rush. They have to. I think they only sacked Tannehill, I believe, one or two times. But the defense has to get to Mahomes. You gotta rattle Mahomes. The Bengals rattled Mahomes in the second half, and that's how they were able to win this. That they, that's how they were able to win that game. You have to hit. You got to get pressure. You have to rattle Mahomes. You might not sack him because he is elusive with his feet. But if you can get pressure on Patty Mahomes, you're gonna rattle the guy. And the Bengals have to force at least one or two turnovers, or make a big play on special teams. You have to. You have to. So, and also, <clears throat> the Chiefs will score, but you, the Bengals defense has to find a way to not bend but don't break. If you allow thirty plus points to the Chiefs at their home place, especially in the playoffs with everything on the line, you're not going in the game. Okay, it, no, you have no shot. But uh, if you tell me that the Bengals allowed under thirty points to the Chiefs at their place, then I'm thinking the Bengals have a shot to win. They do. And everybody's saying the crowd noise at Arrowhead Stadium. Yes, it's good. It's going to play a factor, okay? I know that stadium could get hella loud. It's going to be loud. I mean, damn it, they're playing the AFC title game for the fourth straight year. They've been here before. They know what to do, okay? We haven't been here before. We're the new kids on the block. We're crashing the party. And they're the top dogs. They're the team that we wanted to throne to get where we wanted to get to. So crowd noise is going to be a big factor in this game. Big factor. It won't bother number nine. It won't bother, it won't bother Joe Burrow. I'm intrigued to see how the rest of the team handles it. Okay? I'm very interested to see. With all that being said, with all that being said, do you guys want me to pick from my heart or pick from my head? Pick from my head. Okay. It's been such a great year. A special season. 
I've waited for a postseason run with my Cincinnati sports teams all my life. And I and we get this with the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought the Reds were going to get a run. I thought the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. I'm sorry, the basketball team were going to get a run in March Madness. Reds in the playoffs. I didn't think the Bengals were going to do this. But when they drafted Joe Burrow back in 2020, there was hope. Even in the middle of a pandemic, there was hope. This Bengals team is really good. And they're not afraid of the moment. I don't think the moment's going to phase this team. Because when you have Joe Burrow, he calms you down. I would say there's going to be butterflies and opening jit, opening, I won't say opening day jitters, but just jitters to begin the game. Like the first 10 minutes, there's going to be jitters. But once the game settles down and they relax, you're playing football. You put on the same helmet. You put on the same pads, gloves, all that shit. Well, that being said. I went back and forth on my prediction, guys. Ugh. I said Chiefs 34, Bengals 30. I think it'll be a great football game. I think the Chiefs, just because I think the offense will make just enough more plays. And I just think the benefit of them being home makes a difference. And also the benefit of them being in this position for the fourth straight year and them having that experience will play a difference. But the Bengals will be ready. The Bengals are extremely motivated. Both teams are motivated on both sides. Okay? Both teams are motivated on both sides. But I just think the Chiefs will win this game. But I will be ecstatic. I will cry if the Bengals win this game, okay? I will even make a podcast, okay? After the game, if the Bengals beat the Chiefs and head to the Super Bowl. I will make a podcast. Hell, it'll be probably be 10 to 15 minutes of me probably just 10 to 15 minutes of me straight crying, okay? Okay? Okay. So, what a year. And I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. This is such a... we. The, embrace this, Bengals fans. Embrace this. I'm embracing this. If we lose, am I going to cry? No. Am I going to be sad the season's over? Yes. But I'm excited for next year? Hell yeah, I am. So, just enjoy this game. Just enjoy this game because not a lot of teams get a chance to play for a shot at the Super Bowl. Okay? So, I'm just going to embrace this moment. We all should embrace this moment. And then... Let's just see how the cards play out. You never know. And when you have Joe Burrow as your quarterback, you have a shot. You have a shot. So, who day? Who day? Who day? All right. Boy, it's a long-ass podcast. Told you guys. I'm glad I'm back. All right. UC basketball men's update. So, back in January the 16th, the Bearcats went on the road and beat Wichita State 61-57. David DeJulius had 18 points. He was 7 from 13 from the field. Hayden Koval came off the bench and had a great game. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 of 5 from 3. John Newman III had 10 points. Then back in January the 20th, last Thursday, the Bearcats handled Tulsa at home, scoring 90 points, 90 to 69, <laughs> LOL. Jeremiah Davenport had 24 points. He was 7 from 9 from 3. Davenport is just... 
He's playing so well during conference play. Mike Adam Woods had 14 points, 7 assists. David DeJulius had 20, 20 points. Mason Madsen came off the bench. I think his hip is feeling a lot better. He has he had 14 points, 4 or 5 from 3. And then Mikey Saunders had 11 points off the bench. The team as a whole had 16 threes in this game. 16 for 29 from 3. And that's good for 55.2%. And then the Bearcats did well in the free throw line, 16 for 20, 80%. Now, <laughs> Bearcats had a game this week against the Temple Owls. Bearcats headed to that game 14 and 5, 4 and 2 in league play. And they were at at the time third in the conference behind SMU, who are 5 and 1 in AAC. Bearcats did beat SMU, by the way, a month ago, beat them pretty handily. And then the leaders in the American Athletic Conference is number seven, Houston, who the Bearcats do play in about two weeks from now. I'm sorry. Next Saturday, next Sunday, I'm sorry. Houston is 6-0 in conference play, 17-2 overall. Back to the Bearcats Temple game, and the Bearcats fucking blew it. <sighs> For some reason, whatever the Bearcats and Temple play, it's always an ugly game. But this game on Tuesday night, the Bearcats, uh, they should have won this game. They lost to Temple 61-58. UC had a 37-25 halftime lead. Bearcats offense only scored 21 points in the second half. Defense didn't play so hot. Overall in the game, the Bearcats shot 29.4% from the field. That is 20 for 68 Bearcats attempted 33 threes and only made seven. Lord have mercy. In the free throw line, the Bearcats missed seven. Good for 11 out of 18. And the Bearcats, their Achilles, one of their Achilles heels is just getting out-rebounded. And on this game, they got out-rebounded 50-42. to 42. Tough loss. It's, it's, that, it's this game and then the loss they had against Tulane in the new year. It's just this Bearcats basketball team under West Miller first year as head coach, they've showed some flashes where it's like, this team can be, wow, they can be better than we expected. And then they lose games like against Temple and Tulane, you know? So it's frustrating. I still, I still, I still think this team is exceeding expectations. I still, I still think this team can definitely make a postseason tournament invitational. Probably won't be much madness, but I can definitely see them playing the NIT. But like these type of games against Temple, you I think they'll learn, and then you have to win these type of games. I think Wes Miller said after the game that that there were no like sad faces, even though they were upset. But I think that he said the team were like they were motivated. They're gonna use this motivation. They're gonna use it as a learning curve and be better throughout conference play. I hope so. I hope so because the schedule. The February schedule gets really hard for the Bearcats. They got Houston and Memphis, but thankfully those games are, are home. But those are tough games in the February schedule. So, Bearcats' next game is against East Carolina. That game is on Sunday, 12 p.m. on ESPNU. East Carolina is 11-8 overall, 2-5 in American Athletic play. Bearcats did beat East Carolina 79-71 back on January the 12th. The fuck? I said the 12th, back on January the 12th. So the Bearcats have to win this game. And for whatever reason, just like the Temple game, the Bearcats always struggle playing at Greenville, North Carolina. 
You can say that for the football team, too. For whatever reason, the Bearcats always struggle. Football and basketball at East Carolina. That's why I cannot wait to go to Big 12 and stop playing in venues like Temple and fucking East Carolina. So, that's the Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball update. I got the, that's it. It's been, it's been a long podcast, but it's been a great podcast. I am so glad that I'm back. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. Thank you guys for just the well wishes. Um, just stay safe out here. I'm just saying this virus is just going crazy. So thankfully that my symptoms were mild. I'm not going to get into about the whole vaccine shit. This is a sports podcast. I'm not going to get political because you're probably, you got to probably unfollow me and be like, man, this ain't no politics shit. I know that. Okay. I'm just trying to tell you guys, stay safe out there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Bengals at Chiefs. Sunday, 3 o'clock on CBS, AFC Championship game for the rights to go to the Super Bowl. You got the Bearcats men's basketball game on Sunday as well, noon on ESPNU. You can watch that game before you watch the Bengals game. Huge weekend. Who day? If I come back to this podcast next week and I'm going to be talking about and previewing a Super Bowl game, with the Cincinnati Bengals, I will freak out and start crying. Oh, man. You guys just enjoy this game. Whatever happens, happens. This has been such a great year for the Cincinnati Bengals. A special season. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. So, hopefully, winter can just go away so we can just get ready for soccer. We can get ready for March Madness. But until then, who day? Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate all my new followers and all my OGs that have been listening to this podcast from day one. You guys are the best. And we're only going up in 2022. So I will see you guys next week. And this is Jesse signing off. And I'm just going to say one thing. Hootie!